to another edition of Coffee Cast with Cation. Mike Cation here with James Duckworth, who is our guest on the show today. And thank you to our sponsors, New Balance Tennis, for all of their help. Don't forget, you can also download the document. If you have any competitions that you do with your friends, be it Fortnite online, rock, paper, scissors, something as simple as that, basketball, whatever it might be, you can keep track of all of your stats by going and using the document. You can also exchange money through the document as well and download that today. We also have Patreon sponsors, Reese Lear and Lee Stanley, who will be receiving, if James is okay with it, an autograph ball from James Duckworth for their sponsorship and buying our coffee. We are at Starbucks today. Um, I went with the peppermint cappuccino. I'm working my way down, James, from uh, the lattes, the very Americanized lattes, two cappuccinos to flat whites. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get better, but uh, I'm a bit surprised. You were a very sweet uh, thing with the caramel macchiato today. Uh, yeah, look, I, I just change it up quite a bit when uh when i come to yeah go to different coffee shops i, I generally um in australia i'll generally get a cappuccino i like the uh the little cafes we have there and i just i prefer australian coffee <laughs> I, I don't blame you i actually prefer australian um, coffee too yeah but so i don't i sometimes i'll, I'll go the, the sweet option over here either yeah caramel macchiato or the uh the mocha it's not a not a bad or mocha as you americans <laughs> say um yeah not, not bad options all right, so I guess I wanted to start with um, some of your background from being in Australia. We're going to talk a little bit about the injuries and, and everything you've, you've been going through over the last couple of years. How close were you to coming and playing collegiate tennis in the States at, at Tennessee? Uh, look, I, I had a few um, yeah, college offers uh, when I was, I think, yeah, around sort of 17, 18 years old, just as I was doing my, my final year of high school. Um, Look, I, I was a little bit sort of enticed um, just with, uh, you know, my one of my best mates, um, Jared Chaplin, went to uh, to Tennessee and it was, you know, the idea sort of floated around that, you know, I could go with him and it could have been, you know, pretty pretty good fun. Um, since since he went to college, I went and, went and visited him a couple of times and um, it's, a, it's a great school there, great, great bunch of guys who were there also, great coaches, great facilities. So, um, you know, a part of me sort of... You know, which is maybe maybe I, I went for it for a little bit, but um, you know, sort of at the time, um, I was starting to do pretty well in the juniors. Sort of made made top ten in the juniors, um, and I had a had a scholarship with the uh, I got a scholarship with the Australian Institute of Sport, mm. um, and that scholarship um, pretty much covered all my costs um, for about three years. So that they were covered um, all my all my travel, all my flights. Um, you know, just taxis, train, train rides, um, all my accommodation, um, all my coaching, all my physio. Um, so it was a pretty good scholarship, and I was sort of tracking pretty well at that stage. And um, we just just decided, yeah, maybe just to to go professional um, straight away probably was the the, the better option. Um, I don't don't regret the decision at all. Um, but like I said, yeah, going and visiting a couple of times, you know, college looked looked pretty cool, and especially the setup they had there at, at UT. I, I think it would have been, um, you know, pretty pretty fun to go to. In, in that regard, and obviously it's probably changed for you over the last couple of years. Do you feel like you missed out at all on, on some of the social aspects that come along with with college or even um, people who are not playing tennis at all? That that early youth type of experience that you get to get to have at college uh yeah definitely um you know a lot of a lot of the the guys i sort of i grew up with at school um 
you know, we're, we're you know sort of going out and going to going to parties sort of a, a lot more um, than than what I got to do um, sort of in the in those latest sort of teen teen years. Um, you know, as a as a professional tennis player, uh, you, you sort of have to sacrifice a few of those sort of things to um, you know to to sort of uh, to get um, where you want to where you want to go in the sport. Um, you know the, the the late the late nights. Um, you know aren't, aren't sort of really conducive to uh, to getting up and, and you know training hard or, or, or you know playing a, a tough tournament um, the, the next day or in the next couple of days. So yeah, it's something that I that I probably have have sort of missed out on. But um, you know I'm I'm really happy with with where my life sort of sort of taken me, and um, you know I, I wouldn't change anything. So obviously five surgeries over two years. Um, you're now back and, and starting to play, obviously, at the level that I think you're, you're happy with. A uh, first challenger title in this comeback in carry a few weeks ago. And, and I guess I'm wondering what kind of perspective you have right now um, when, when you have those big moments, when you have a, a, a rather negative one like you did on Saturday in Tiburon. Um, how, how are you able to bounce back from those negatives a little bit better and maybe come down off the positives a little bit more? How, how are you mentally now versus where you were two years ago? Um, yeah, look, you, you do you do have a different sort of perspective. Um, you know, obviously on on Saturday I had a had a tough loss um, to Michael Moe, who um, you know is playing playing great tennis right now and just entered the top hundred. So um, you know he's he's a, he's a good player, but uh, yeah, I was I was pretty disappointed with my performance. Um, you know, didn't didn't serve as well as would have as what I as well as what I would have liked. Um, you know, a few things I, I could have done better. So. Yeah, I guess I guess sort of in the past I would have um, sort of dwelled on that probably for far longer than what I should um, and far longer than what uh, is, is is would help would help me as a tennis player. Um, it probably probably would drag out over you know sort of two or three days and I would sort of be a bit down in the dumps. But um, yeah, after after having um, you know such a long period out of the game and. Um, you know, times when I was out of the game where I was fearful that maybe I wouldn't be able to get back. I mean, my body wouldn't let me get back. Um, like I said, it gives me a bit of perspective. I, I've lost that match. I was, you know, that, that night it was it was still tough. Um, you know, just just replaying different scenarios ever in my head. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, but you know, I sort of, uh, you know, I sort of pinch myself and say, you know, look, <laughs> you know, you're not you're not at home. You're not. Um, you're not having to go through another surgery. You're not going through hours and hours of rehab each day. You're not. Um, you're not injured. So um, there's always next week in tennis. That's the beauty of tennis. Um, there's always another tournament next week. Another opportunity to get better. And um, you know that's sort of the way I'm approaching it uh, now. And um, I think that's probably better for um, better for my tennis and probably um, just my overall sort of mental well-being. All right. So, what what were the things that you maybe took up, or what were some of the things that you you did during those injury timeouts? And we were talking about it off the air uh, last week. How it was kind of more fits and starts. You didn't have that prolonged. You knew you were going to be out for a full year. Um, but what were some of the things that you you appreciated more the, when being home, uh, whether it be social aspects or I don't know, playing Fortnite or something stupid like that? Mm. Um, look, it it was uh, it was nice being home for a full. Uh, a full football season that was that was fun um you know what i'm being in my uh my both my afl and my nrl um 
went to a few games whilst I was home of those. Um, was, we do a sort of a fantasy football in those as well, so I got right into that. Um, I was uh, I was lucky enough when I was home um, about three three months into um, into my injury, I met a girl in in, um, in Brisbane. Um, uh, she's uh, my girlfriend, still my girlfriend um, now. She's put up with me for for a long time. Um, I'd never had uh, a sort of a, a serious long term um, girlfriend before, and it was something um, that you know me travelling constantly all the time. It was tough to, to sort of do. So um, to be to be home for an extended period of time, I was um, you know I was able to to sort of get to know this girl and. and um, spend a lot of time with her and um, did a lot of things that um, you know maybe I, I wouldn't do until um, until my tennis career was was finished we went um, we went on you know lots of different sort of uh, holidays um, you know up to up to Noosa near um, in, in the Sunshine Coast um, in Queensland um, went to uh, I'd never been to a concert before we went to a couple of concerts Chet Faker and Ed Sheeran concerts which were awesome um, we went on a holiday to America and to Mexico um, you know just I guess just doing regular sort of things that um, couples do I guess it was something that um, yeah I, I hadn't hadn't experienced before and um, yeah, it was it was really nice to, to have someone who um, you know was sort of all, always there for me in, in um, those sort of tough times and, and also the the bonus um, of, of dating uh, Madison is that she's uh, she's also a doctor as well so she was you know really able to understand everything that I was going through she came she would come to um, a lot of my um, my meetings and consultations with the with the different surgeons and, and and physios whilst I was you know trying to trying to get get back and get better and um, you know it was it was it was really nice having um, yeah having someone there just you know always with me um, throughout those sort of tough times to be able to you know to, to see at the end of the day and just um, you know just 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 chat with and, and um, Go through my different experiences as with, and, and yeah, have someone there for me. So that, that was that was nice. And how's that transition been? Feel free to have some. Yeah, you know, go ahead. Uh, how's the transition been for both of you in terms of now that you're you're on a full schedule? Yeah, I mean it's definitely um, it's definitely tougher. Um, she yeah she she hasn't ex- experienced um, anything like you know dating someone who's who's away quite a bit. Um, I. Uh, with, with with my injuries, um, I've sort of made a bit of a decision not to do any sort of uh, massive stints overseas. Um, I remember when I was when I was 21, um, I did a year where I left left home middle of Feb and got home at the start of October. Mm. Um, those sort of things probably um, aren't ideal for um, for a relationship and uh, and and also just just with my body, just um, you know, getting home and doing. Um, doing little blocks here and there with my with my fitness trainer with my physios um you know i, I think are the, the best thing for maintaining my health for an extended period of time but um yeah it's, it's definitely a little bit a little bit tougher um you know being away for you know it's, the longest i've been away from her has, has been six weeks at a time um she was able to come over to um to wimbledon which was nice i think she uh, she really enjoyed enjoyed that sort of it's a pretty cool tournament to go yeah. to I don't, I don't know many people who don't in, don't enjoy it um and then she came over to here to the to the um winston-salem and, and u.s open so that was uh that was nice um yeah it's definitely a little bit tougher but we're we're, we're working through it she's um you know she she uh follows my tennis um 
you know, all, all through the night. Um, even complain, you know, two two a.m. in the morning, she'll set alarms, and um, she she enjoys uh, enjoys listening to you. Okay. Your calls of the other matches, um, and yeah, it's, it's nice with the with the live stream and um, tennis TV and the two events where she can actually also watch. And um, yeah, it's 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 been nice. I need you to explain to me uh, AFL uh, because I know you are you are very passionate. You don't ever tweet um, except when it comes to AFL, I believe. I think is, is that is that a no? No, no. I, I'm I. I love AFL, but okay. my, I'm more passionate about NRL. Okay, which is uh, yeah, rugby. typical American. I mean, I, I you know I can't even tell the difference. Yeah, um, so that's that's <laughs> that's rugby league. Um, tough to explain, but um, I'll, I'll I'll do my best to. Uh, I assume you've never sort of really seen. I, it I went to an AFL match a few years ago. AFL. I went to AFL. What like uh, I actually went and supported Gold Coast, which I understand is like the worst team yeah. to support. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think they came. I reckon they. I think they came sec- second last this year. Okay. So they're they're struggling. Um, so do you want me to explain AFL or NRL? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I think most people are familiar with NRL just okay. because it's a little bit more of a global sport. Yeah. Yeah. The AFL part, like it, it just it boggles my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I haven't grown up with AFL. I've just sort of watched it quite a lot in the last probably f- few years. I'm from um, from Sydney, so. It's not as popular there, but uh, so AFL. I'm not sure if it's. Well, I couldn't tell you if it's 18 or 22 people on the field. It's something either 18 or 22. And anyway, basically the the main the goal is there's so there's four four posts at either end yeah. of the the field. Um, you can kick it through the middle two posts, you get six points. If you kick it through the outer two posts, you get one point. And um, to uh, to move the ball around, you have to either handball the ball. Um, so where you, you lay the ball in, in one hand and you um, sort of hit it with your fist in the other hand or you kick it. Um, and if you are tackled holding the ball, um, you lose the ball. Okay. Um, and, yeah, basically you're just, you're just trying to get it through those, through those goals um, you know, without, without getting tackled and, and doing it more times than the, than the other team, yeah. Uh, and, and so this is there's a lot of fantasy involved, and, and I know yesterday you were watching NFL games. Uh, you seem like you're one of the most competitive human beings I, I think I've ever met. Is, is that accurate? Uh, yeah. So yesterday, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still in a tight battle right now with um, a mate of mine, uh, Jared Chaplin, this week in, in fantasy. I, I, I wasn't thrilled. Um, Alex Collins, when when Alex Collins yesterday um, had a fumble, which which hurt my score a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I love love watching all sports, um, especially sort of ball sports. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really competitive in all my everything I do. Yeah, fantasy football, um, obviously obviously tennis, um, uh, table tennis, um, snooker. Uh, yeah, sort of anything I do. Losing isn't um, super fun. How does uh, Madison adjust to that? I mean, I assume there, you know, here in the States, it's putt-putt golf. uh, That's like a common date occurrence. Is there something similar that you guys have done? Um, We we don't usually... She's relatively competitive as well. Um, So it never seems to go down too well if we compete in something um, because, yeah, I I, I won't really hold back and, (laughs) and then she'll be... Usually she's on the on the uh, on the losing end. Um, she won't admit that, but um, yeah, if I win, it's never usually um, usually great. And and then when um, yeah, when I'm playing some other than tennis, when I'm playing someone else in um, some sort of game, um, she's yeah she's genuinely cheering for them. Um, likes to see me lose. Um, 
so yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's completely normal, though, and especially for somebody who had to go through university and a doctor, that, that whole situation, they tend to be pretty competitive as well. So you obviously, the, the big storyline uh, was against Andy Murray at the, the U.S. Open, and I know I, I expressed this to you. I, I was doing some of the radio call and just getting to tell your story. Tell me what you were telling me off the air last week about coming back, uh, playing at the French, and then your next tournament, and this this transition that you had to make. Because I, listen, I'm being blunt here. I I said that coming back from you know working at the U.S. Open to, to doing a Challenger where the equipment's a little bit different and all that it was really hard for me. Tell us about your experience at the French, and then and then right afterwards. Yeah, so uh, it was awesome to to get into. The, I was the last in French. Um, and uh, got in and uh, yeah, played, uh, had a tough draw, played Chilich first round. Um, you know, after having such a long way off playing, you know, playing number three in the world first round, it wasn't an easy task, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I've actually played pretty well um, after having such a long time out. I played on, um, yeah, played on center court, Philip Chatrier, awesome court. Um, and it was, it was, yes, so cool to be back at the Grand Slams. Uh, you know, it's, it's where, um, it's, it's where you want to be as a tennis player at those those big four events, um, you know, packed crowd on, on Philip Chatrier, but even even sort of little things, um, you know, getting uh, getting getting free free meals, um, you know, getting your hotel paid for, getting um, you know transport everywhere, that sort of thing. And yeah, the next week um, I was entered in a future in Antalya in Turkey, and yeah, the the, the contrast was was pretty different. Um, on the original acceptance list, um, I was actually two out of the main draw, so I went there um, and signed in for qualifying. But luckily, none of the special exempts had been used, so I, I got into the main draw, and yeah, it was a completely different experience. Um, the courts there were. Were, were quite average. Um, there were sort of holes and, and divots in in most of them. Um, you know, one of the practice courts, the the baseline had completely come up, so you were sort of just 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 uh, judging as best you could if the ball was long or not in in, in practice. Um, in uh, yeah, in, in, on quite a lot of the courts, there were um, lots of chickens, sort of in and around sure. the courts. We were staying at this big sort of resort, and there were sort of chickens everywhere. Um, you know, making different noises and and, and whatnot during uh, during matches and, and, and practice and uh, yeah you're out there with um, with no no ball boys no no linesmen um, just four balls um, not not one person watching made it to the final that week it was um, yeah myself my opponent and uh, the ref was was sitting there watching um, that was sort of it it was yeah completely completely different to, to playing center court Philip Chatrier and um, How'd you handle it? I mean, uh, mentally, were you like able to stay locked in? Oh, it, w- it was tough. Um, you know, I just sort of reminded myself that, that at least you're not, at least you're not injured. At least you're not back home. <laughs> um, you need to be here for a reason. You need to win these these matches. But yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was a it was a tough week and. Uh, Hopefully, I never have to do that again. <laughs> um, you, you've mentioned Jared Chaplin uh, a couple times, and and I, I think to some of those guys that you came up with, Chaps being one of them, Ben Mitchell, um, Luke Saville, you're, you're seeing a lot of these younger Americans come up together. We've talked about Michael Moe a little bit. He with Francis Tiafo, Taylor Fritz, and and the like. What's it like having that that group that you're able to um, come up together with that that, that bond? Um, and and obviously. 
I, I don't even know what Ben Mitchell's doing right now, but Chaps is retired. Sav's obviously struggled a bit. I, what's it mean, though, to have that group, that core group, um, continuing moving forward as you're getting a little bit older now? Um, I think it's I think it's really nice to have um, you know a good group of players who you're also really good mates with um, to sort of share different experiences with um, to um, sort of help and push one another to to be better um, and yeah sort of us us four uh, yeah we're pretty uh, you know pretty good pretty close mates we um, we just had uh, just had uh, Chappers' wedding um, about a month ago back in Nashville and yeah we were um, Luke Ben um, Sav and myself were all uh, all groomsmen there and um, you know we're, we're it's, it's nice to have uh, you know friends for for life who um, know exactly what um, what your your job is and 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 what what you go through and um you know sort of are always there to sort of uh get advice from or, or bounce different ideas from um you know a, a lot of a lot of people it, it is tough for a lot of people to, to understand um the, the sort of the, the life of a tennis player and, and and what it's like and to to ha- have uh to have mates like that um you know, is is pretty invaluable. I think you know, though, as 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 you get a little bit older, uh, so, you know, Chaps is retired, um, and and then there's, there's certainly the the rankings issues, and that you're going to be potentially 85, and Sav might not be there. So, how does that? How do you have to adapt in that regard, in terms of not having that close core, and you're having to adapt and adjust to newer people, newer friends? I imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not as enjoyable when you you, you can't sort of. Yeah, go to go to dinner each each night and um, you know stay stay with your, your mates because they're, they're at different events. Um, I still keep in um, you know contact with them all, all the time and I'm still chatting with them all the time. I don't think uh, you, 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 yeah like you, you do go to uh, different groups and different people that you, you hang out with, but I, I don't feel like. Uh, uh, they'll they'll ever be sort of as, as as close as those guys you spend so much time with and, and you know you you um, you know you really get along and have that sort of uh, bond that that's gonna sort of last a, a long time with. I, I have to ask about uh, Bernie. Picks up a title last week. Uh, it just kind of came out of nowhere. It seemed like it put a challenger title about a month ago, and now an ATP title amongst players. Uh, the Aussie players is is there respect for him? Is there a like a dislike of of Bernie? Because obviously from the outside we might not have a, the the right perspective. I, I did some of his matches at the Aussie Open this year, and it was just like I, I can't really gather what do people think of him. But what do, what do the players think of him? Um, yeah, Bernie's a, a different different character. You can obviously see that um, on TV and uh, you know in his, in his matches. Um, I. Uh, I <laughs> I get on fine with Bernie. Um, you know, I've, I've never had any had any issues with him. Um, he's obviously had his different struggles throughout his career. Um, he's obviously also an extremely talented player. Um, he's got some some serious ability, and and when he sort of wants to and, and puts his mind to it, he can um, obviously be a great player and he can he can win titles. Um, you know, I think it's just it's just sort of really up to him and, and how much he wants it. Um, you know, hopefully he, he really, uh, you know, can, can push forward and, and really, uh, 
you know climb up the rankings again for for his sake. Um, yeah, let me let me redirect this though, because I, I said you're one of the most competitive human beings I've ever met. Do you understand it when when Bernie or or whomever says you know their their heart's not necessarily in it? Is that something you can even comprehend? Uh, yeah, personally, it's it's not something that I've sort of had to deal with. Um, uh, yeah, every time I sort of walk on the court, I, I'm um, I want to win. Um, I hate losing. Um, yeah, but I, I think winning is one of the best feelings ever. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 an awesome feeling. Um, and pretty much every time I lose a match, I'm I'm, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty upset, pretty shattered. Um, and yeah, I, I, I hate losing. So it, it's it's um, not not something that uh, yeah. I, I just don't think it's my personality to um, just sort of accept losing. And um, I don't think that'll ever change. Um, and I, I think that sort of helps helps me um, a lot in in, in matches. And um, yeah, it, it's something for me that's that's sort of yeah tough to wrap my head around. I guess. So, in that regard, you've obviously, with, with all of these injuries over the last couple of years, you've been kind of faced with that, that athlete mortality in terms of this is not going to last forever. Have you found anything else to this point that will allow you to have that same competitive um, spirit when you get into, quote-unquote, real life? Yeah, post-tennis, I'm, I'm really not sure um, what... What I'm going to be doing, um, I, I, I have, a, have an interest in, in all sports. Um, uh, whether, yeah, whether or not it's, it's tennis that I, I'm involved in later, I'm not sure. Um, I've, I've helped out bits and pieces at, at times at the, uh, the National Academy um, that, I, that I train at, just um, with, with a lot of the younger players. Uh, just, just uh, you know, chatting to them a little bit about about um, matches and, and their schedule and where they're going and that sort of stuff. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe I, I could um, you know go into the, the coaching path, but I'm I'm really not sure right now. And I mean, you're going to be like Leighton Hewitt. You're just going to keep playing until you're 62 years old. Uh, I, I would love that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie, I'd, I'd love that. But you get it, right? Like, why why these guys who are maybe 40 and so they they need to keep playing or do keep competitive in some aspect right yeah yeah I, I can I can uh, I can understand it um, yeah I'd, I'd love to play forever unfortunately you can't um, but uh, yeah I, I, I when I when I sort of get to that stage where it's um, it's probably looking like time to to hang up the rackets I, I think I think it'll be a, a pretty tough transition um, you know it'd be such a difference in in lifestyle um, you know, you won't have the same sort of adrenaline rush as walking onto, you know, say a, a centre court Rod Laver Arena and that sort of thing. Um, it'll be pretty different, and um, yeah, ho- hopefully there's there's something else that I can um, sort of put put my focus and, and um, you know my, my energies into that will give me same the same sort of uh, fulfilment, I guess, as, as tennis. All right, uh, I got we've got a couple minutes because I know you've got to hit in just a little bit, and I'll give you a ride to, if if you don't have a rental car. I don't know. You've got a car. Okay. So 
two things. First, I want to talk a little bit more seriously about this transition tour. Um, we're coming very close now, about three months away from all the rankings changes that are going to take place and this transition tour replacing the future circuit, if you will. Um, I, I, are you in support of this? Do you have questions about it? And, and also, how has the communication been so you have a good understanding of, of how the new rankings are going to take place? Um, oh, tough question. Um, uh, I guess we have to sort of wait and see um, how it goes, and that's when I'll sort of make a bit of more of a decision as to whether I support it or not. Um, I, I do sort of... Uh, I have a decent understanding of it. Um, there are still different parts that I'm, that I'm unsure about. Um, my, the biggest question that I've sort of asked a few different um, people, which I sort of can't really understand, is um, in a draw for a challenger next year, there's 37, I think, 37 direct entries. Um, there's a few uh, entries for transition players, and then um, there's a four, there's a few wildcards, and there's a four four-man qualifying event. What I struggle to wrap my head around is that um, before uh, these challenges, I only had um, ATP points and one and a, a point for I made a final of a future. That put me at about 400 in the world. Mm -hmm. My question was to the ATP was, if I'm 400 in the world and um, I am one or two out of a challenger, I then can't even play qualifying because there are guys with a transition ranking ranked ahead of mine. To me, that doesn't really make sense. If you're one or two out of main draw, yet you can't play qualifying, um, that's a bit of a strange one for me. Um, yeah, whether or not that uh, sort of sorts itself out um, next year or not, I'm not sure, but that's, that's my one sort of sort of question. Um, it'll be interesting having the 48 draw. Um, I guess, uh, you know, you'd, you'd say um, in a fair few challenges uh, in, the, in the year, at least a day or so usually is, um, I'd say maybe, maybe half, challenge, half the challenge throughout the year, at least a day or so is, is taken out with rain. Mm. Um, so in order for that to work, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Um, I assume there'll be a lot of tournaments where players are playing two matches in one day. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how everyone responds to that. Um, I think it's good how they're, there's, they're trying to um, get more hospitality for everyone. Um, uh, and yeah, oh, I haven't, I haven't looked into it as, as closely as what I could, but they're just a couple of my sort of questions I, I yeah. have at this stage. Yeah. I guess now you also you can't you won't be having guys you know some guys uh, you can get to sort of 150 primarily playing futures mm -hmm. if you're winning a bunch of um, 25k's and just getting you know 27 points is the same as making semis of a challenger really you know? yep. um, so it'll stop that from sort of happening I guess um, and then yeah yeah maybe it's uh, it puts puts more emphasis on on you know getting to the the, the really back end of, of challenges and. Um, yeah, you and I in five years that I've been covering you, we've never talked about your grandmother, uh, and and it's it's one of those every time you're on a, a TV court, I, I hear that same old fact because it's still part of it. For people who don't know, tell us about your grandmother. Um, 
yeah, she was uh, she was a great great player. Um, won Australian Open back in 1955. Um, had a few hits with her in my time. Um, I think my last one was probably when I was about 10. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, so I, don't, I don't know what else. Is, to do. Is she, it's. Is it nice hearing that every time you're on TV? Because I know you go back and watch your matches, but you know, it, it, when you are on the TV court on tennis TV, it's, it's maybe not as regular as you would like, but it's it's always there. It's always dropped in the first couple of games. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that's 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 nice, and um, you know, our family's super proud of. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe she's given me a, f- a few of her genes. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, winning Aussie Open would be something that would be awesome one day. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's nice to have that sort of uh, you know, tennis tennis history in, in the family. Yeah, you got to be excited about getting back home for the Aussie summer, though, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, favorite time of the year. Crowd there is awesome. Um, last uh, last Brisbane International, um, which you know I'm a little bit sad about, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to playing there and um, Aussie Open. Um, Hopefully it's main draw, but we'll, you know, quality is, is, is still uh, is, is still good fun as well. Well, James, thank you very much, and uh, I hope the coffee was all right. Yeah, that's good. Thanks. Thank you. And again, you can support us as well by going to patreon.com slash Tennis. Again, all right, but thank you to New Balance Tennis, our big sponsor over the last couple of years of this coffee cast. And as well, thank you to our new sponsor, The Document. Keep track of all of your competitive stats with The Document, available at the App Store. We will have more podcasts and coffee casts later in the week, but for now, Mike Cation signing off Coffee Cast with Cation.